Does Spider-Man 2 have what it takes to win Game of the Year in 2023? I have said many times that the game would struggle to win Game of the Year due to it being an open-world action-adventure game and those being somewhat limited as well as it being a superhero game. But the reviews and the reception from the public is sending a loud and clear message. This is not just one of the best superhero games or one of Insomniac's best games. This is one of the best games to come out this year. But that doesn't mean that there are not criticisms or issues to discuss, so I want to walk through the good, the bad, and then consider whether or not Spider-Man 2 could win Game of the Year. We will be doing this without talking about any spoilers. I'll even use just very basic gameplay of Spidey just kind of zipping around the city. And I put all of the good information here at the beginning, so that way you don't have to go looking for it. It's a longer video because it is a live stream, but I open up the live stream with this monologue, so make sure that you have subscribed the button and the bell button and the like button hit all the buttons so that way you don't miss these shows so after about 10 somewhere between 8 or 10 hours in spider-man 2 i can confidently say this is one of the best games that i have played in a while i've been sort of fighting for time in the game i had family in town but i was doing my best to play it in the evenings to try to get as far as i could to just talk about all of the great things that are in the game or you know any of the issues that might be happening in the game with bugs and stuff so while it is a great showcase of next gen graphics and performance there are some bugs and some issues that players are running into so i do want to make sure that we talk about that so first i want to walk through all of the good that this game has to offer the game is getting review scores pretty much across the board in very high numbers and without even beating the game you can see why if you've looked at gameplay breakdowns tech breakdowns if you look at the user score on playstation 5 it is very very strong. But the second thing I do want to talk about is the bad things in the game. A lot of this is being overstated and exaggerated by folks who are sort of bent on misrepresenting or attacking the game. And this is why I will point to the user score for Spider-Man 2 on the PS5. I've also done a little bit of research into why these bugs and these glitches are happening. They weren't really mentioned in the reviews, and some of those guys are weighing in and speculating about what exactly has transpired. Lastly, in light of the scores and the universal praise, I want to have the discussion. Can Spider-Man 2 win Game of the Year? I'm on record saying I didn't think it was even going to get a nomination. I thought the year was too stacked. I do think it's going to get a nomination, but I don't know if it's going to be able to walk away with the prize. So, first, let's just talk about the good in the game. I kind of want to break down the game into two different ways. Spider-Man 2, by all accounts, is a triumph for Insomniac. With two highly praised Spider-Man games already released, the sequel had a pretty big job to do. And while there is far more good to say than bad, there is definitely some stuff that falls short or needs to be patched. But first, let's talk about the good. I want to talk about the graphics, the story, the combat, and the open world. And I do want to do this without getting into any spoilers, even this gameplay footage provided by CJR Gaming. It's just free roam gameplay. I thought this would be perfect to avoid any major spoilers, just to have some B-roll footage while we're talking. So first up, let's just talk about all the good things in the game. I want to talk about the graphics first. I'm genuinely blown away by what they achieved with this game. Based on comments from John Linneman at Digital Foundry, I knew that it was going to look good. He felt it was one of the strongest open world games on console with 
with respect to graphics and ray tracing, and there are numerous times I've noticed just the level of detail on the suits that both Peter and Miles are wearing, and the world and the environments as well. Buildings with reflective surfaces, as the time of day changes, you just keep noticing little things. I think the city and the game itself is the most beautiful when the sun is sort of starting to set. It sort of creates this cascade of colors in the sky, and the buildings all sort of glow almost like orange. Like It genuinely feels like you are in New York City when the sun's going down, and you just happen to be Spider-Man, so you have some great views of the cityscape. And then beyond just the cityscape and the buildings and the cars, the trees, the water, it, when you're traveling at high speeds, they really add to the color vibrance and the realism. On my big screen in my living room, performance mode was honestly breathtaking. The thing that really continues to surprise and impress me is that the game looks crisp and strong graphically even when you're flying about as fast as you can go, especially when you're flying out over the water. It just has this level of sharpness that seems almost impossible because you are going just so quickly. Now, YouTube doesn't do it justice. John Linneman just weighed in on that this morning. A lot of the times, the videos they put on YouTube, it goes through YouTube's compression, and it gets a little blurry and a little muddy. When you play this game on your own, on a nice monitor or television, It will shock you. You're not going to see any of this muddiness, blurriness, or fuzziness like when there's artifacting because you're going so fast like the resolution's dropping. We've seen that in some games. I'm not seeing any of that in Spider-Man 2. Now, I'm sure if you follow anybody on social media that's been playing this game, they may have been annoying you with the photo mode. This just game is just beautiful. Like You almost feel like you have to stop every few minutes just to take... Some pictures. Now, my opinions and thoughts on late-gen PlayStation 5 games has been we're pretty close to the ceiling already. If late-gen PlayStation 5 games look marketedly better than Spider-Man 2, I will be shocked. I feel like this game is really sort of squeezing every last drop of power out of the PS5. So let's talk about story. So as far as all the good is concerned, I think the graphics, I've not had a single issue. Yes, there are some bugs. I'll talk about that in a second. But I think the graphics are phenomenal. This is really showing us what next-gen games can look like. Now, the story. I believe the story is also good. I'm not going to get into any spoilers, but the first thing I want to say, and I mean this as a compliment, I think Insomniac took a page out of Naughty Dog's book for storytelling. This was sort of present in the first two Spider-Man games, but this time around, I really got like Uncharted 4 vibes. If you remember the beginning of Uncharted 4, sort of going back in time a little bit, having some, you know, touching, heartwarming character development, establishing history between characters, things like that. They, they do these sort of long, drawn-out scenes where you go to meaningful locations, experience a flashback, you have long conversations, and I think some people might complain about this. It can feel like a bit of a record skip because you're swinging through the city, you're flying through the city like a jet, and then all of a sudden you're riding on bicycles with a friend of yours. But I think that this game really needs that level of investment in the story and in the characters. I know that Insomniac can set up a great city full to the brim with activities. I've got puzzles. I've got fighting. I've got missions. I can sneak around. I know they can do that, right? They did that in the first two games. I kind of assume that's going to be the case. With only about 10 hours of gameplay, I think one of the things I'm most excited about 
is the fact that, listen, the story is going to go to cool places and I think neat things are going to happen. Thankfully, I have not had any major spoilers. There are haters and, you know, pretty miserable people out there doing everything they can to spoil this game for you. So hopefully you've been able to beat it or get far in it or or experience the game without any major spoilers because I think the story is one of the high points of this game. Now, being that the story is the thing I'm sort of the most excited about, that doesn't mean that I'm not excited about the other aspects. I just think that the Naughty Dog style storytelling is a huge level up for Spider-Man. Like I don't I I know they did this in the first game, but it didn't quite feel the same. Now, the next thing I really want to talk about that I think is a high point in this game is the combat. The combat in Spider-Man 2 is excellent. My worry or concerns that it would sort of fall right back into the lane of being predictable or manageable. Well, boy, was I wrong. I did. That's not the case at all. First, they somehow managed to make separate abilities and skill trees for two playable characters, and they actually compete for my affections. I'm not really sure which character or skill set I like more. Currently, I really think I like Miles the most. I think the sound design around his abilities in particular really adds to the punch and sort of the impact and the crunch. But then I start playing as Spider-Man. I start playing as Peter and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's got some great abilities too. And it's really hard, right? Now, for all intents and purposes, they basically made three playable characters because from what I've seen, the symbiote will bring its own breed of sort of visceral bone-breaking crunch to the battlefield so that's a lot of combat that's a lot of things to manage the other thing they did with combat though that i think is helping it is they made it more challenging i think in good ways if i start to get sloppy or i really focus on doing something and i'm like not paying attention or maybe i'm just trying to goof around all of a sudden i'm dead like if i ignore the warnings and i miss a few dodges i can quickly find myself surrounded hurting or just flat out laying on my back and having to start over from a checkpoint and it never feels cheap or spammy or like stun locky there are some challenges around the city it's green if you know you know i'm not going to spoil it but there's these little challenges it's like this green thing and you go through it and then you have these fighting challenges they feel either a little overtuned or maybe they're meant for the late game that's the only time i've sort of felt like the combat was not necessarily like man i don't feel like i'm equipped for this all the other all the other times where i've died i know it's my fault like i'm i'm goofing around or i'm being silly or i was trying to do some particular thing and I got shot by a rocket and then I'm on the ground and then I can't get away from, you know, the mob. So I really like the fact that nine times out of ten, it's my own sloppiness or my own inattentiveness that leads to my death. And my favorite part has been that I'll have a few fights where I make a few mistakes. I find myself on the other end of a very quick death and then I jump back in. I tighten up. And then I beat the fight with not even needing to heal. Okay, so you really can, I think, play as Spider-Man. And that's what makes the combat so enjoyable. I genuinely think that the people who don't enjoy Spider-Man combat, I think maybe they play in sort of stubborn or melee-focused ways. This is not Batman. This is not Assassin's Creed. The more I play like Spidey, the better that I tend to do and the more satisfying that it is. And the last thing I want to say that they did with the combat, because I think this is central to why the game feels so good, and it feels like such a step up from the previous two, there is a huge injection of cinematic oomph 
and power with the abilities that you have. You can definitely get stuck in a combat rut in games like this. You just sort of go through the motions. You know what works, you know what you can do, and then you just sort of wash, rinse, repeat. Well, with the increased difficulty and the enemy saturation in some of the areas, I'm really glad that I have these crowd control abilities. I've got single target high damage abilities. It just feels more superhero, which I think is needed given that there's already two games before it. Now, before moving on to talk about the bad, I do want to talk about the open world. This is another thing that I think that they absolutely nailed. Traversal feels better than before with new moves, the wingsuit, as well as just the beauty of the city and the graphics. Slingshotting yourself down a busy city street or flying across the water, it just doesn't get old. And the activities feel quicker and less tedious to me that are strewn about in the open world in the city itself. I'm not sure why, but I just feel like, hey, you know what? I can stop and I can do this really quickly before I move on. In the first Spider-Man, it felt like maybe there was a bit of a bigger time commitment for some of the activities. I could be remembering that incorrectly. My memory was I got to the point where I saved a lot of those activities for when I was done with the story and then I went back and did them all. Right now, as I'm flying through the city, as you can see here, you'll just see like a crime reported or you'll see like these little orange crystals. You'll, you know what those are if you've been playing. You'll see like this orange crystal icon. And you're like, oh, I'll just do this really quickly. And you do it, and it's quick. And then you're back on your merry way. And I think that really adds to why the open world feels so good. I would really recommend... When you're playing through this game, just grab those things as you're going about. You don't want to save those for the very end. So, I really do want to say this, though. The bad is worth mentioning. Even though the comparison between the good and the bad, it's it's not even a close race at all. Okay? It seems that even Insomniac is not immune to the, our day one patch made things worse. This is a problem we've seen a couple of times with some games and a conversation on Twitter between ACG and John Linneman from Digital Foundry makes this very clear. John is continuing to test and bug hunt to figure out what the causes are and he said the following. He says, I played a bunch today and I had multiple bugs that never occurred during the review period. Menu stopped pausing the game, no menu sound effects, suit effects were getting stuck, asset loading hiccups, missing rain sound, and he would restart and it would fix it. I myself had an audio glitch where you kind of saw just there in that clip he was he had he was carrying a guy. There's missions where you do that, like little activities where you help somebody and you throw them on your back and you take them to the hospital. Well, when I did this, all of the Sidio audio tracks just all of a sudden were gone. There was no cars, there was no ambient sound, nothing. Not even just like that basic sound of like wind and air. It was just dead quiet. It was honestly creepy. Random NPCs would say things which really drew attention to it. It was like dead quiet. Somebody across the street would be like, what time is it? And you're like, what is going on? I've actually seen worse bugs than that, than even the ones that John has listed. There's one that turns Miles Morales into a white cube. Uh, when you're switching suits and then you can just play the game as a cube you can fight crime, you can rescue people and you're talking as Miles as a cube. Now some people restarted the game and got that one to go away I've seen one where Peter turns into a cube, he was in the start menu as a cube, like what is going on here? The frustration here I think is twofold. First, 
it seems that the day one patch introduced a lot of these problems. Now, this is frustrating for review outlets because they played the game thoroughly and they had little to no issues. And then the day one patch causes all these problems and it can make the review outlets look untrustworthy. Like, hey, we've had some launches this year and nobody really told us about the performance issues like Jedi Survivor. We didn't really hear about the performance issues and that game is terrible on PC and that game is very frustrating. You know, to, 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 well, it's, it's in a better state now, but it was very frustrating to see at the state that it was in, the review outlets didn't say anything. There was obviously the situation with Redfall, where it didn't feel like the, the people who had played it, previewed it, or went to capture events were really honest about the state of the game. And so, it's understandable that somebody might look at Spider-Man and be like, why didn't you guys mention any of these bugs? Like, Miles Morales can turn into a cube, right? I do think there is a second aspect of this being frustrating. You know, number one, Insomniac is known for impeccable quality, and folks are definitely using this to exaggerate the state of the game, okay? Games that are buggy or broken at launch, they don't get a 4.95 out of 5 from the users. Like, I checked the PlayStation 5 store. Out of 16,000 reviews, 16,000, it had a 4.95. That's like almost a 5 out of 5, which is incredibly hard to do and if you look at the you know the scores on Metacritic the, the review outlets are obviously all saying the same thing like this is a fantastic game okay so we've seen buggy and broken games this year and they get really bad scores or their score gets significantly lowered okay because of it if you look at Jedi Survivor on Steam right now you can see it's just getting obliterated still to this day great reviews from the outlets that overlook the performance issues and it has a 64% on Steam I have no problem admitting that Spider-Man 2 has bugs or glitches. I experienced one of them myself, like the audio glitch, okay? But nothing was so severe as what people on, on Twitter are trying to make of it, okay? Believe me, when performance is bad and bugs are bad or present, I do not gloss over them. I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than I am a Spider-Man fan, and I was very critical of Jedi Survivor. I will continue to criticize the performance mode in Final Fantasy 16 until they actually give me a functioning performance mode. It's my contention that it's not a performance mode because only giving me 60 FPS in combat is not a performance mode. That's a performance combat mode, which is weird, and that's not what I asked for. That's not what anybody asks for when they want a performance mode. Okay, so if there were bugs and glitches in Spider-Man 2 as severe as what Twitter is making out to be, I would certainly talk about that because like if i was experiencing anything like what we saw on twitter like as far as people acting like the entire game is broken i would be highly critical because my expectations for spider-man 2 and my expectations for insomniac were incredibly high and i don't think i'd be the only one being critical so would the users right Sixteen thousand people reviewed the game on ps5 if any people are having that bad of a time and if everybody was turning into a white cube with what you're sort of seeing with console warring on twitter i don't think the game would have a very good score because i think everybody was expecting this thing to be a stellar game and it is it just has some oddities in it introduced likely by the day one patch even john from digital foundry agrees here and says hey you know are you going to do a follow-up video and he says the bugs are not nearly that severe to warrant such a video and I did not make a similar video for Starfield or Forza both of which have had issues with bugs so why would we single out Spider-Man that wouldn't be very fair bugs are mentioned only when they are severe so I actually don't know if Digital Foundry 
went into any of the details with Jedi Survivor. I didn't pay attention to them during that time period. I was just watching Twitter like a hawk, hoping for patches to fix it. But they don't, they've not done videos for Starfield or Forza for these types of bugs. And arguably, the bugs in Spider Man, they are annoying. It is a bummer, but they're not major enough to warrant the attention that they're getting in social media spaces. Like, if you really weigh the good and the bad, it is clear that Spider-Man 2 is not just a great game, it's likely an award-winning game. But the question is, ultimately, will it bring home the gold? And that leads to my next question, right? Can can Spider-Man win Game of the Year? And I think that's a big, big question. So, can Spider-Man 2 win Game of the Year in 2023 is a question that many people are now asking after the critical acclaim, in addition to the response from the public. This is a stacked year, and I want to break this into why it could win, but I also want to say why it won't win, because I'm just going to let you right now, at the beginning here of this, tell you, I don't think it's winning Game of the Year. I've It's got a lot stacked against it, but I do want to start with some positivity, because I do think it could. I, I actually think... In, in another year, maybe, in another time, this thing could win Game of the Year. I think it has the hallmarks of what we would consider to be a Game of the Year contender. So I want to walk through why it could first. And first, I want to talk about how it's a next-gen showcase. I know graphics are not everything. That's not what I'm saying in this little section here. But I believe that graphics should count for something when they are this stellar. And this is more than just sort of a conversation about next-gen consoles or next-gen power. When a game truly sets the bar high for how great a video game can look. Some of this does touch on art style because you can have a game like Elden Ring, which I believe is gorgeous. It's it's fantastic looking game, but it's not a next gen game, right? They didn't put any ray tracing in it. There's no, you know, like 4K textures. They didn't make it look like what we expect from sort of a modern next gen title, and it still is beautiful. Well, I believe Spider-Man 2 checks both boxes. The art direction is fantastic and the graphics are top shelf. I know there's non-main characters on the street or even in some of the scenes that might have weaker elements like they don't look as good, but that's always going to be a quantity versus quality situation when you sort of fill the city of New York with NPCs. They're not all going to look as great as like Spider-Man and Miles look in the scenes where they're, you know, standing there and their hair is blowing in the wind and stuff. Beyond that, I just think the way the game performs, just rock solid performance. There are some minor bugs being sort of I think overstated, but I genuinely think the way this game performs, as beautiful as it looks, is worthy of note. That's worthy of praise. That's worthy of putting it in the running and saying, man, I don't know, this this could win Game of the Year. I also think the next thing that I think, and this is a reason why I think it could win, I don't think it's going to, but it could, okay? It's a huge step up from the previous games. The story, the combat, even the open world are a nice jump up from the previous Spider-Man games. I have always said that a sequel needs to do significantly more than the previous game if you want to be considered for Game of the Year. I've always talked about this when Ghost of Tsushima lost to The Last of Us Part 2. Admittedly, I've never played Last of Us Part 2. It launched at a time where I had no time for games, and I've always wanted to circle back to it and really sort of test it out, because Ghost of Tsushima, from where I sit, is one of the best games I've ever played, and I thought brand new IP, 
should have a leg up in the contest. So I'm being consistent here. I think a sequel should have to do quite a bit. And in my estimation, Spider-Man 2 has done that. I've seen commentary about the open world traversal being some of the best, if not the best available. And I have to agree. It can be really easy to forget just how revolutionary it is in Spider-Man 2 to sort of be zipping around New York City like a plane, like a little mini jet. It can sort of get lost on us the fact that we're doing this in an environment that is absolutely gorgeous and stunning and we're doing it at 4k we're doing it at 60 fps if you put it on performance mode and ray tracing is on in every mode so i think it can sometimes sort of numb us to the fact that there's virtually no game out right now that looks like this and lets you move like this at the speed uh with which they they allow spider-man uh they allow peter and miles morales to travel and i think that's related to the next thing i want to say this is again this is why it could win They are setting the bar for action-adventure open-world games. They're raising it, in my estimation. The way that Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring sort of impacted the open-world genre, I believe that Spider-Man 2 is saying, look, this is how you do action-adventure games in an open world. I look at games like Arkham Knight and Assassin's Creed Origins as being pretty pivotal moments for open-world action-adventure games, and this feels like another big step up. Insomniac has really captured a city that feels alive, but it's also full of activities, and those activities never feel like a slog. I find myself always saying, hey, I'm going to stop and do this real quick, and it always feels you know, snappy, effective, but also enjoyable, like if you're mixing it up. I really encourage people to do that in your playthrough. Don't wait till the end to do all of the XYZ challenges or you know, finding these little robots. Don't do that all at the end. Just do them when they pop up. It, it, it is fun. I think it sort of mixes things up. Like you go from combat to a puzzle to swinging through the city to a side quest to a main quest, taking a picture. And I really think they did a great job with, I'll just talk about the pictures, for example, just to give you an example of why I think the open world activities are not a slog. They're a lot easier to find, I feel, than last time, like they're fast. And it sort of then gives you brief commentary on why they're having you take a picture of it. And it's giving you almost like a weird Wikipedia tourism element of New York City. Not all of us have been there. I've been there once, but not all of us know that much about New York City, probably the most iconic city in America. And so it's like, hey, you you can learn a lot about the actual city itself by just roaming around and taking pictures. And they're fast. I think that's the key element is you feel like you're sort of sprinkling extra activities on the main meal of the game instead of being like, "Oh man, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to slam out all of the pictures in one day." You you probably would not enjoy that. So, I would recommend you know, doing them throughout your play session. I think other games with similar ideas, it can start to feel like a chore to stop and do something that's not your main path or your main quest because you're like, "Golly, I've, I've I'm so tired of these. They take so long." Uh, even the ones where I have to like chase a car, the wingsuit makes chasing cars so much better. <laughs> like I remember in the last game, I was like, "Oh come on, another car chase!" You know, you just couldn't feel like you could quite get there fast enough. And now the wingsuit, how fast Spidey is, I'm like, "Okay, I'll chase your stupid car down." All right. Now the last thing I will say about why I feel this game could win Game of the Year, okay, is the story and the voice acting. The game honestly feels like Naughty Dog and Insomniac made a video game 
together. I, I honestly think that some folks weren't necessarily ready for there to be so much emphasis and so much time spent on the story, but I am glad that they did. It takes the game up in quality. It would have been easy to phone it in. You could have had really short scenes, a lot less dialogue, a lot less mocap, and you could have told the same story. No spoilers, but I'll just say the Coney Island section, pretty early in the game, I think it is a perfect blend of what I'm talking about. Feels a little bit like Naughty Dog, feels a little bit like Spider-Man and Insomniac. It's just a great, great blend. And you really feel like you're connecting with the characters and the city and the story. I I think they did a wonderful job in that section in particular because it leads to some cool stuff. There's there's good cinematics. There's good quick time events. I know people feel like there's too many quick time events sometimes in these games. I feel like they're using them very effectively. It's not a constant thing like many people were maybe expecting or many people sort of criticize quick time events I think they use them rather effectively now I want to say though however after all of that why I don't think Spider-Man 2 will win game of the year first and foremost this year is just too tough it's just too tough 2023 has shaped up to be one of the toughest years in gaming if you're trying to win game of the year usually it's between two clear front runners allegedly last year god of war ragnarok and elden ring were very very close there was like a david jaffe interview with keely and i feel like keely kind of confirmed that like yeah they were really close okay and there's usually that's the case now this year felt like oh zelda tears of the kingdom it's it's gonna run away with it zelda and nintendo stand tall in the gaming world almost always And then Baldur's Gate 3 happened. And then a bunch of other games have happened as well. Because we know it's not just one game that gets nominated. It's a bunch, right? We've had Final Fantasy 16, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Sea of Stars, Armored Core 6. They're all gunning for what I feel is going to be the top six. I feel there'll be six nominations. I feel like there will be a tie for fifth. Then there's Lies of P, Hogwarts Legacy, Starfield, Diablo 4, Jedi Survivor. Okay, Regardless of what you think about all these games, they've made waves. Okay, they've sold a lot. They've 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 made an impact. Everybody's talking about them. Even if you don't like Diablo 4 where it is right now, or if you're like me and you were disappointed in in Starfield, or you were really angry like me at Jedi Survivor and how it launched. And it's better now they fixed performance mode, but like even if you have varying feelings about these games, this has been an insane year for gaming. But the real reason that Spider-Man 2 will not win is because Baldur's Gate 3 stands too tall, okay? The Metacritic score and the critical acclaim alone makes Baldur's Gate 3 almost impossible to beat. You don't even have to play it to see the reception from the media and the public is the strongest of any game this year. If you look at the Steam score and just the review outlets alone. And that's who votes on these games. You have to remember that. The public has some say, but the gaming media will send in their top five. And I believe a ton of them are going to have Baldur's Gate 3 right at the tippity top. And that's ultimately why I think we're going to have six nominations. I believe there'll be a tie for fifth. There's just too many good games this year for that to not happen. And ultimately, I think Baldur's Gate 3 walks away with a clean victory. But you can say something about Spider-Man 2, all right? It's made it interesting, okay? The way this game is scoring with the review outlets and the players is undeniable. I think it is why the haters are just so hyper-focused on the bugs. I think this game made them a little nervous, right? And the bugs and the glitches are almost giving them a sigh of relief. Like, there's this collective sigh of relief from the people that hate Sony, and they bash everything PlayStation does. They're like, 
Whew, they're like, oh my gosh, we don't just have to keep saying that it's DLC or that it's a movie game because that makes us look incredibly disingenuous, stupid, and dishonest. Well, now we can focus on bugs, right? And they, you know, 70-something tweets in a day about bugs. Like, the one guy added it all up. Comical, okay? The reason I think it's made it interesting is if Baldur's Gate 3 wouldn't have launched this year, I think a Zelda versus Spidey face-off would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. They're both stellar sequels. They have both built off an existing map and their base level combat and their traversal. They've kind of built off of those things. And the innovation in both games, I believe, is worthy of praise. What Zelda lacks for in next-gen graphics, it makes up for with creativity and innovation in the open-world space. It feels almost too big to be true when you're flying around in Zelda, but then Spider-Man 2 innovated on virtually every level of the game while hitting a level of graphical fidelity that we haven't yet seen this generation. But ultimately, (laughs) that face-off won't happen for Game of the Year because Baldur's Gate 3 is, as I said, standing a bit too tall. So, I believe that yes... Spider-Man 2 could win Game of the Year in 2023, but from where I sit, I don't see it happening, and that means that we had one of the best years in gaming in a long time, and that's worth celebrating, even if your favorite game doesn't take home the gold. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions on this. Spider-Man 2 did something that I did not think was possible. It exceeded my expectations like I knew I was going to enjoy the game I really really liked the first one it's look it's Spider-Man how can you not like Spider-Man the gameplay and the early reviews it all looked great so I go in thinking okay I'm gonna like this game I'm gonna have a good time but this just feels like more than a sequel it feels like the true beginning of the PlayStation 5 showing us what next gen can be I believe we got glimpses of next gen in Ratchet and Clank Returnal Horizon Forbidden West especially in Burning Shores and God of War Ragnarok and Gran Turismo I I think we got glimpses those are all gorgeous games on a PlayStation 5 anybody who said you didn't need a PlayStation 5 because of you know any of those games that were cross-gen they're dreaming those games all looked beautiful but this game in particular just really cements how great the PlayStation 5 is when built by first party studio that's dedicated to their craft and is going to give you everything they got and that's what this game is okay Secondly, the bugs and the glitches, okay? In Spider-Man 2, I I think these bugs and glitches are clearly being exaggerated, even from guys that do tech breakdowns, like John Linneman. They're like, "This this is just being overstated. It's not as bad as everybody's making out to be. The level of exaggeration and sort of almost sycophantic way that people approach these games, like they're just dying to end up in a video, I guess. Listen, it's comical, okay? I I know some people are bothered by the tweets and the fights about this game, I think it's a great way for people to self-report because I cannot imagine being a gamer in 2023 and not just being honest about how good Spider-Man 2 is. I don't expect folks to suddenly buy a $400 console, but I'm going to relate this to like a couple of games that I have looked at that I don't touch and they don't interest me. Mortal Kombat 1 and Street Fighter 6 are great examples. I don't play those games, but I can't deny how good they look. I can't deny how much fun people are having, okay? What what about Gran Turismo 7 and Forza Horizon? They're beautiful games. I can say that. They deliver a great experience, even if I don't spend any time in them. So support those and engage with people on social media and YouTube who are celebrating games, regardless where they land. And that leads to my conclusion. 
Baldur's Gate 3 is another game I think that's a good example of one that's it's not really my style of game. I don't even have time to take a swing at it. Like, I was going to try and play it co-op with my wife. We are just way too busy. I, I've had to, like, force and carve out time to play. I finished Phantom Liberty. I forced that. I was, like, up super late the night before Spider-Man 2 came out, and I forced it over the weekend. I was like, listen, I was like, babe, you got to, like, watch a movie with your sister or something. I got to play Spider-Man 2 if I'm going to be talking about it. I can't, like, just play the opening, okay? But my lack of time has kept me from a game like Baldur's Gate 3. But that doesn't mean I can't celebrate the game and admit that it's going to win game of the year, okay? Because that's what I see gaming in 2023 being about. Yeah, we've had some bad launches and some disappointments this year, but overall, it feels like a huge turning point for the industry, especially if you want next-gen games to look really good because Spider-Man 2 is looking pretty nice. And when the dust settles on the game of the year brawl, we will do what we've always done. We're going to look forward to the next year, and we're going to look forward to the next game. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here this morning. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. Whether or not you were playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder or Spider-Man, what a weekend for gaming to have these two titans landing at uh, you know at the same same exact time let me thank the people who did some super chats kicking it with timmy b is renewed the membership let's get the membership goal up and let's get the coffee in the frame as well richard rodriguez with a two dollar super chat tip says uh this proves xbox bethesda lack effort embarrassing i don't think this proves that at all uh i don't think this is necessarily the time to compare very different games with very different approaches to what they wanted to do. Uh, the Your Benin- Beninja uh, with a $5 Super Chat tip. Spider-Man 2 and Resident Evil 4 Remake are my games of the year, but nothing is beating Zelda. It sold almost 20 million units. Baldur's Gate 3 will beat it. Christiana Souza with $5. Spider-Man 2 is probably the best game I've seen graphically to date. And DK Baker with the first gifted member of the day. Han shot first and so did you. Unless I'm missing any gifteds that took place, hopefully none of you guys did that during the... Why is that not going away? Um, that's supposed to go away. Uh, okay. There it goes. That was weird. Alright, let's get Han to pop out. I, pu- I pushed the wrong one, and so my alerts are punishing me. There it is. There's the first member of the day. Um, what was I going to say about... I forget. Raven hits 23 months. Hi, all. How we doing? Thank you very much. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I wanted to respond to somebody uh, in their super chat that said, nothing's being Zelda. It sold like 20 million units. Sales uh, are not an impact on game of the year. If it was only a matter of like sales, like I think Call of Duty would have won like multiple years in a row. Um, it's mainly based off of what the game's media votes on. So Zelda will certainly be up there, but I think Baldur's Gate 3 walks away with the win. I think the fact that Zelda already won with Breath of the Wild also makes it more challenging for Zelda to win. Uh, Essentially, again, is what it would feel like. The Green Monster with another gifted member. Thank you so much. We hit 2,500 members. So you guys did unlock the Double Fright Night. So this Friday night, my wife and I will be playing Alan Wake. You don't want to miss that, members. Make sure you're here for that this Friday night. And then the following weekend which will be the week of Halloween. I will do a scary VR game with her in the room. It'll be hysterical. You don't want to miss those two Fright Nights. You earn those. The next goal is 2750. If we get to 2750, we'll do a community game night. So 
really, really push those member numbers and we can have those records hit without a sweat being broken. 90% of what the media votes, 10%. Yeah, the public does have a say, but not that much. Sorry, I've got my nice Into the AM hoodie over top of my nice Into the AM shirt. Uh, So I'm getting a little warm in the office. It's cold outside, though, so I'm happy to be kind of toasty down here. Aaron Claypool with a $5 super chat says releasing Spider-Man 2 a week after Microsoft closes on ABK deal is Sony's way of doing an oh no anyways well I don't think they knew that was going to happen when they picked October the 20th there was a high likelihood that the CMA was going to extend things with another investigation um, that was actually a possibility so I don't think Sony knew that like they're like yeah we're going to do that right after they close uh, J-Dog with 18 months in a VIP. Hogwarts is my game of the year, but I realize Baldur will, Baldur's Gate will win. I just couldn't keep going with Baldur's Gate. I finished Hogwarts, even with the Cancel Brigade spoiler campaign ruining the story. Stella Rhyme with four months of members. I think Spider-Man 2 and Starfield will both get nominated, but neither will win. Baldur's Gate 3 should get the win, and it's well deserved i agree uh, i don't know if anybody can take it from from baldur's gate this year i just think the critical acclaim sealed it for them like the way that the review outlets landed on it it set records on you know metacritic for how many years we'd gone without a game that high uh it had been how many years since pc gamer gave a game the score that high <clears throat> the critical acclaim sealed it had again with a two dollars hang on one second I didn't want to start coughing. <clears throat> you ever like, you ever like swallow like a drink funny and you're, <laughs> you're, <coughs> you're like avoiding a cough. I coughed anyway. I tried not to. Hadigan says, we all know King Kong will reign supreme as game of the year. Listen, we've got a stretch goal. If you guys want to go crazy every month, there's a stretch goal and I got to play Gollum next in line will be King Kong. Anytime you guys hit the stretch goal, I have to play a really bad game. And every time I complain, I have to gift a member. You think Starfield deserves a nomination? I don't really want to go down that road. I don't think it does just based off of how it landed with the, the media. I don't know if it'll be able to get up there. If there's six noms, I believe there will be six nominations, okay? I think the first three spots are Zelda. Well, number one is Baldur's Gate 3. I think Zelda's in second place, and I think Spider-Man 2 secured itself a solid third place. I think 3, 4, and 5... No, I'm sorry. I think 4, 5, and 6. That's the first three. I think 4, 5, and 6 is a freaking toss-up. There are so many games that did great. I do think if there's six nominations, I think Starfield gets up there. I do. Um, But I don't want to get into discussing that game. Today is not about that game. We can talk about what games might get nominated. Why Spider-Man 2, I think, secured the nomination but won't win. I don't think it wins. Um, But I definitely think it secured the nomination. And I outlined all that in the in the in the show opening monologue. I think that I I think they they checked a lot of boxes that that I I, I wasn't sure that they'd be able to check. If Starfield gets nominated, I'm calling shenanigans, says Eugene. I mean, just based on critical acclaim alone, I don't think Starfield gets up there. That's not my opinion, by the way. This is math, okay? Everybody calm down. Calm down. Gonna get gonna get clip sniped, you know. Can you believe this guy? Listen. 
I don't think Starfield gets a nom based on math. Like, if you just look at the outlets and the average score it received, okay, I think other games are going to edge it out. I'm, I'm dead serious. I think you'll see... You might you probably see Sea of Stars up there. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, Mario Wonder. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough to be in the top six this year because there is an unbelievable amount of games that scored better with the media. And the reason I'm just going to keep invoking the media, because this is what people are going to do. They'll, 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 they'll clip me out of context and they'll say, this guy says that all that matters is what the media says. Nope. I am specifically talking about game of the year nominations and that's who votes. Like that's who votes. Does that make sense? Joker Quinn with the gifted member. Thank you so much. I'm just applying basic math. If the people that gave out the scores are the ones that vote, then based on math, I think the top six is fairly easy to get an approximation on, to kind of guess about what gets up there. Again, I think the top three are super easy to list just based purely... Just based purely off of what people have 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 reviewed it, and then they're going to be the ones that send in their nominations. So imagine that your game rant, or the gamer, or your IGN, or your game informer, and you send in your top five games. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to look back at everything you've score, everything you've reviewed and scored, and you're going to say, "What are our top five games this year?" It's they're not throwing darts like. I don't know, let's just like, oh shoot, we hit Gollum. Like, it's going to literally be the just applying basic math. I could see, I could see Starfield getting slapped onto a bunch of lists in that fifth spot. Being like, yeah, you know, this one landed well with us. We liked it. We scored it high. There were a lot of outlets that scored it high. There's going to be a lot of outlets that that will genuinely believe it deserves to be up there okay they might put it in the second or third spot there's a lot of outlets that think that and those people voting if there's six nominations uh, you know you'll see Starfield get up there I think you'll see it squeak up onto the podium you know Lono just confirmed Gollum game of the year that's right (laughs) that's right yeah, as far as games this year with respect to scores on Metacritic, it's got a, it's in 58th place. So again, I don't know how many outlets that Keeley lets vote, okay? Because if you look at Baldur's Gate 3, if you look at Tears of the Kingdom, and you look at friggin' Spider-Man, dude... It is. It's just undeniable. It's like these the, the 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 media, the games media are loving these three games in particular. You know. Now the problem with going to like oh it's in fifty eighth, then that would mean that Final Fantasy sixteen is not going to be there either because its score isn't is is in the same hemisphere, high eighties, right? Eighty six or something, eighty seven. Oh yeah, Spider Man two is my game of the year. Yeah. Once they fixed Jedi Survivor, I was like, oh, Jedi Survivor is my own personal game of the year. Everybody has their own personal game of the year. 
my personal game of the year was Ragnarok, and I was like, I'm cool if Elden Ring wins, because it was amazing, okay? I wasn't thrilled with the back half of Elden Ring, but the open world exploration on your first playthrough in Elden Ring is magical. It's an experience you'll never get ever again. It was like when I saw Jurassic Park in the theater for the first time. It's like, you'll ne- I'll never experience that ever again. Right? It was like my first movie in the theater with my dad. And it was like Jurassic Park. And I was like, oh my gosh, like freaking blew my mind. When the T-Rex came out, I needed a break. I like had to take a break. I had to like go to the restroom like, I need a breather. That was intense, you know? And that's what your first experience in Elden Ring is like. So I was okay with Elden Ring winning. I was like, it's a great game. Definitely deserving of Game of the Year. When it won for Best Direction, I was like, okay, it's going to win. So Spider-Man 2 is currently my Game of the Year. And I know it's not going to win. It's like, then that's fine. I, you know? If if you have this many games sort of fighting for the top spot, that's I that's a win. We win as gamers if 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 people if people are are are, are saying all this. Jedi Survivor isn't even close for me and I played it beginning to end. Oh, I loved it. I loved it as a Star Wars piece of story. I loved it as an uh, as a, as a game that delivered like I thought great fights, uh, great great leveling elements, personal customization elements. I loved it. I thought it was great. Final Fantasy 16 is in the top 50. Yeah, it's 46th. So the the, the question would be the question would be. If the, if the outlets are basing it off of purely where everything lands on Metacritic, or is it for them personally? Like, if I'm Game Informer, and I'm like, thanks, Keely, for the email, we're going to sort of pull the office and see what everybody thinks, or do they, like, go look at their, their scores that they gave, and they're like, okay, these are the top five games that we reviewed this year, um... Yeah, the commercial the commercial success already for Spider-Man is in a good spot. Two and a half million copies in the first 24 hours, making it the fastest-selling PlayStation Studios game in PlayStation history. I I said I was like, this game's gonna sell like crazy, folks. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna blow the doors off of the sales, no doubt. Baldur's Gate three should win. Only Zelda has the potential to upset that conclusion. I I'm telling you, I just I I would have loved. In another world or another timeline, it would have been amazing if Baldur's Gate 3, you know, got bumped to next year and we had a Spidey versus Zelda standoff because they're both so similar. How are they similar? Well, they're sequels. They use an existing map. They use base level combat and traversal and they innovated well, like right on top of all of that. And it's and they're both great. What, you know, like I said in the show open, I said, listen, what Zelda lacks in next-gen graphics and performance, it makes up for with innovation and creativity. And then Spider-Man not only innovated within what they had already done, but good golly, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous game. And it runs so well. I, I, you know, bugs and glitches are being overstated. They're there. Seemingly, they got inter- introduced with the day one patch even Insomniac apparently is not immune to that, you know, oops, our day one patch made it worse. Um, uh, Outsider with a five spot says, to be honest, I think the game of the year nomination should be based uh, as over scores instead of being voted in. Well, it can't just be based on scores, though. It can't. Because it's, it's, I think, sometimes 
you're going to have games that score... Like, there'll be a game in the mid-80s, okay, that's arguably better than another game in the high 80s, and, you know, it deserves Game of the Year or whatever. Like, if you have, like, a little two-hour indie game that gets an 88, and then Final Fantasy 16 has, like, what, like an 86 or 87? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just, like, throw things up there based purely on score, because you'd have, like, two Nintendo games, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man, and then a bunch of games were like, what are those games? Like, you, it can't it can't be purely based off score. There are so many games that come out, and some of those smaller indie titles, they'll get reviewed by, like, seven people. And they're like, it's great! And it'll have, like, a 90, and you're like, well, nobody reviewed it. When you have a hundred-something-plus reviews and a 91, you better be up on that freaking podium. Like, come on. Well, uh, this game was a 92. Sorry, Spider-Man. <laughs> like, you'd be like, what? Final Fantasy 16 is an 88? Oh, is it an 88? I thought it was lower than that. No, I'm looking at it right now. It's an 87. It's an 87. I thought it was an 86 for some reason. It's crazy how uh, haters on Twitter act about a game that they can't play. They start with, is a nine-hour game to is a buggy mess. How is it a nine-hour game? Like, the only way Spider-Man is a nine or a ten-hour game is if you literally just absolutely melt the skin from your face, blitz the main story. I'm nine or ten hours in, and I think it told me I'm like 18% of the way through. I I don't even have the symbiote powers yet. Like, come on, dude. It's a nine or ten hour game. Yes, if you play it like a stupid person, you're just like, oh, main quest and nothing else. And then you're like, yep, rolled credits on Spider-Man. What a joke. It's like, it's an open world action adventure game. Who would play a game like that? Ooh. What What are you doing? Why would you ever play a game like that that builds itself around the idea of you do stuff in the open world? You do quests in the open world and you learn about the city and the people and all these different storylines. It's a short it's a short story for sure, but the game itself is about 30 to 40 hours. I platinum the game in 16 hours. Barrier, how long did it take you to platinum it? Because the one guy that said he played really fast said he platinumed in, what, 25? How'd you shave nine hours off? Did you literally do nothing but go for all of the trophies? That's insanity. If it's even true. Super googly with a $20 super chat tip, or maybe I, that might be a $10, I can't tell. Tears of the Kingdom is mid compared to Baldur's Gate 3. And Spider-Man 2. I mean, you're entitled to have an opinion that Tears of the Kingdom's mid. Uh, I thought Tears of the Kingdom was fantastic and incredibly innovative, and I can't wait to play it on a stronger Switch. Because <laughs> I just had to stop playing it. <laughs> if you play on Friendly. Okay, Barrier Platinum did in 21 hours. So, he shaved some hours off. That's a lie. Platinum at 18. Okay, so most people look like they're landing around 20. I don't know how you got to 16. It's not a 9-hour game. That dude had 27% completion. He straight up lied. Oh, the guy claiming it was 9 hours or whatever. So wait, he claimed it was 9 hours? He had to even completed the story? 
even if you go straight for all the trophies, you still need to play the campaign to get some of those. You played on Spectacular. I'm playing on the normal setting, and I really, really like the difficulty. If I start playing sloppy, I die. And I like that. I like that. I like the idea that, you know, if I... I like the idea that if I loosen up and I'm not paying attention, I'm I'm dead on the ground. I think that's fun. Because then I go back in, I'm like, all right, I better pay attention. I, I wasn't taking it serious. Because... <laughs> Not every fight is equal. Some fights you're like, poo, 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 throw, I'm Spider-Man. And then other fights you're like, I just got shot by a rocket. I'm dead. Like, or they, uh, they put like these, they look like firecrackers on the ground. You're like, what's that? And they all blow up at the same time. You're like, what the, huh? I'm on spectacular. I've done everything possible up to this point. I'm at 72% in 31 hours. Okay. Okay. Uh, what y'all are telling me is I might be able to platinum this game. I actually like the fact that I've plugged away at this game in, sm- in snippets over the weekend. A couple of hours uh, at each, uh, if, except for Friday night. Except for Friday night. I, I, uh, I played for two or three hours on Saturday night, and then I played for about two hours last night. I'm really close to 10 hours and I did as much as I possibly could. Like I'm just, I'm fighting for time. Three weekends in a row. I had family in town. Finally, right? No, no. (laughs) Finally, we don't have anybody coming into town. Like I love my family. I love my parents. I love my in-laws and I love my sister-in-law. She was just here. Her niece is adorable, but I'm like, all right, I need a break from y'all for a little bit because in a month it's Thanksgiving. So I just need everybody just to chill the frick out. Like stay away. We'll, we will see you in a month. I have, I have had enough. I have kids and a wife and that's, that's, that's stressful enough. (laughs) That's stressful enough. All right. So I'm hoping to get some more time in this week. I really am. I really am. I, I'm enjoying the story quite a bit. If you plat this game, you'll be able to finally say you beat a game. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, that pony, he, he, it took him this long to finally platinum a game. I went back and looked, man. I dumped hours into some of those titles. Some of those titles back then, 30, 40, 50, 60 hours. And it's like, I just don't platinum games. I've never cared to. I actually won't platinum Spider-Man 2 just to trigger people. I'll get it to like 99% and I'll be like, nah, I can't be bothered. It'll be like when I always refuse to use the touch of malice in Kingsfall. You love your in-laws? I was going to make a joke and say, I love my family. I like my (laughs) in-laws. I was going to make a joke, but I decided not to. I was like, I'm going to dial dial that one back. Uh, Everybody gets love. I no, I do. I love them all because how can you not love your in-laws? You know they love my children, and they give them things and would and would die for my kids. So it's like, all right, you're in. You get in the circle of love. It's fine. If I didn't have kids, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> uh, you could easily platinum Elden Ring and Dark Souls Three. Those games are so easy to platinum. I really just want to walk a bunch of games to like 99%. What's the closest you can get to platinum? Like 97? I've never done it, so I don't know. Just get a bunch of games close to platinum and be like, yeah, 
I just don't care. And just stop. And just always stop. And, you know, because it's like the people that care about that stuff, you know, I don't. (laughs) You know, it would be like some guy coming over to my house and be like, you're not properly edging your garden. I'm like, what? Yeah, look at my yard. Look at how I do it. I'm like, listen, you really value that. And that's awesome. You're the, the the way you trim your hedges and the way you've edged and put down mulch, it's fantastic. I got weeds. I don't care. Like, I'm good, man. Like, as long as it's not coming into the house or getting into the gutters, right? As long as it doesn't look like somebody abandoned the home, I'm good with my lawn maintenance, right? <laughs> Like, that's what people do with platinum. Like, you're not platinum in games. I don't care to. It's it's good for you, you know? That's awesome that you you chased pigeons in a game for 25 hours so that you could, I don't know, take a picture for Twitter. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'm just not. I, I won't. I refuse. It depends on the total trophies. The closest you can get is two less. Then the total, one trophy plus the platinum. Okay. Okay, okay. It's really important to edge properly. It keeps the sidewalk clean. We don't have a sidewalk in our neighborhood. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. I don't know. What is a side, what's a sidewalk? We walk in the street like Americans. We walk and drive our bikes in the street. We don't need a sidewalk. All these soft suburban neighborhoods with sidewalks. We get clipped by Ford F-150 side view mirrors. We just take it right on the shoulder. We're like, I'm not getting how this... Uh, we're all here. We all got to figure this out together. Hellfire with 13 months in a VIP. Why does Spider-Man only have 11 months on his calendar? Because he lost May? Why are you... Why, why are you here? Seriously, why? <laughs> That's terrible! That is a terrible joke, Hellfire. <clears throat> Off the driveways, that's right. No, we actually just paid our lawn care guys to trim all the bushes because they were getting out of control. And I was like, you just gut it. Get rid of everything that's not, you know, evergreen. Cheers the Kingdom has more than 10 hours. Has more 10s than any game ever. Nice try, though. Jalen Hurts Cannon. Wait, you... You know that Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom have basically the same... They have the same... They have the same score. Straight up dad joke. It was pretty bad. I Wait, are there people... Yo, what's good, Feed? How are you, Feed? Guys, Feed needs a membership. (laughs) There are 636 people here. We have been streaming for exactly one hour, so I'm going to do... I'm going to do all of my my e-begging, as as they call it. These are all the ways you can support the channel, okay? You can take out a loan and put my kids through college. That's option one. Option two is you can just press the like button and hit subscribe, and that's free. So... I'm thinking a lot of you are going to choose that one. Uh, you can become a member for five bucks a month, 
and that gets you into all of the great extra content uh, recap streams, streams with my wife, Discord access. We do like a Friday night stream with her. It's hilarious. Uh, you can bump up from the $5 to a member plus for six, and you get into the writer's room. You get to like plan the next day's shows. If you can't afford a membership, you might get a gifted one because guys like Ragnarok are always here being super nice and super generous. And you just bumped the line to four. Thank you, Ragnarok. The more often you're here and the more often you engage with the channel and the content, you might get a membership. So do me a favor. At the very least... You know, smash the like button because that helps us out. That helps us get into better like ratio. And they like that here. That's something that matters to YouTube. And don't forget about the coffee. We uh, have some coffee orders that will likely be going out today. Thank you, everybody, who's been supporting the coffee. That is not a sponsor. That's ours. So this is not some, like, company that we work with. Yeah, we have four orders that will be fulfilling. Uh, they The fulfillment on those coffee orders are a little slower than usual because of family being in town. So, sorry. But yeah, those are all the ways to support the channel and help us get to 300 likes. That's where we should be setting our sights right now. And if you hit subscribe right now, if you subscribe brands new, you can't talk in the chat. We do have it set to 24 hours because... People make brand new accounts and they want to ruin everybody's day, and we don't let them do that when we're talking about um, when we're talking about a brand new game that people are are taking a lot of weird pleasure out of ruining for others. If you're looking for Spider-Man, you can always find him on the web. Oh gosh, shut up, shut up, Hellfire! No more. You've hit your quota. Five gifted members coming in from Rockin' Robin. Somebody help out Robin here. Rockin' Robin takes it to nine. Let's get a little member train going. We got PL, DeFloyd, Lazaro, Chris Surf, and Glacian. If you got a gifted membership, make sure and say thank you to Rockin' Robin. You can pay it forward. If you're like, hey, I, I could have got my own membership, well then pay it forward to somebody else who may not be able to. And every 25 I give five, and somebody ordered some coffee already this morning, a bag of light roast. To somebody, their name starts with the letter Z. And uh, I can't say your name. There's a field there for you to fill out with your username, so I don't like say your full name when you order coffee on the uh, on the channel. <clears throat> if you platinum games with a bunch of crappy side quests, I feel for you, you're definitely a real one. Uh, well, let me talk about this because I kind of mentioned this in the show open, and I think this is worthy of uh, of conversation with respect to Spider-Man 2 and being an open-world action-adventure game, okay? I actually think that they're influencing the action-world open... I'm sorry, the action-adventure open-world game. Because Keithius with... A single gift of member takes us to 10 members on the day. Thank you so much for doing that, Keithius. Those single gifteds add up, guys, so don't be shy with the single gifteds. It goes to King Retro. I love seeing names I recognize getting the gifted memberships. But I think that this is the action-adventure open-world game done right. I think it's done right. Because... This has been my experience. I don't know if, the, if, if you guys connect with this or relate with this or not. But I will say this. Whenever I've been playing action-adventure open-world games, there's always that point where you say to yourself, I don't want to do another one of those. 
I, I, I do not want to do another one of those missions. The little side missions that pop up. And for me, it typically happens somewhat early in the game because you're like, okay, once I've seen and done one of these, I, you know, I don't know if I want to do it a bunch more times. I think they nailed the time investment for each one and how they're somewhat different. So, no spoilers. I'll keep it generic. I'll speak in colors only. There's like these orange crystal ones. Fast. A little different than your usual thing. Crime stop ones. Okay. Puzzle solving ones. Like you're playing as Miles and you're trying to open up something. Okay. Keeping it generic. And you're like, oh, I finally figured out the puzzle. There are ones where you have to like chase cars down. There are, there are these green ones that feel like you should do them later right uh there's like this green there's like a green symbol on the map and you go and it's like a combat challenge they're really freaking hard they, they feel a little overtuned, but maybe that's just because i'm doing them early in the game and maybe you're not supposed to i'm not sure um the opening mission had me locked in 100 much better than the past two games mr j mr j brings a gifted member in and decides to join the gifted member train keep those gifted members at the top of the chat keep it going thank you so much and it goes to o newbauer i can see them patching the issues this week well i think okay we can talk about that too i think they're going to be able to patch the bugs and the glitches quickly because they're the ones that introduce them According to ACG, according to John Linneman from Digital Foundry, they're like, none of this happened. We had the game for a couple of weeks, and we played the snot out of it. We played the dickens out of this game, and we didn't see any of this stuff. And so, obviously, they don't appreciate that, because it makes people feel like, were you guys hiding this stuff? And it's like, no. Like, why would we do that? It's kind of our thing to talk about the game in its entirety. The open world and side stuff is very rewarding. Yeah, there's... Okay. Taking pictures. I kind of mentioned that in in the show open. I remember in Spider-Man 1, taking pictures was annoying. And this is, again, my memory. So maybe my memory is false. Sometimes you remember things in a certain way. Maybe there was one or two that happened like this and just turned me off. But I remember the pictures being annoying. And now it's like you go to the spot, you can find the thing you're supposed to take a picture of like super quickly, and the game's not persnickety at all. You can be at like a terrible angle and just like, and then the guy starts talking to you. And just last night, I was talking to MJ, no spoilers, I'm talking to MJ on the phone about something crazy that just happened. And I see a picture spot, and I'm like, oh, let me quickly take a picture of this guy. So I take a picture of the guy and he goes, did you get a nice picture, Spider-Man? I was like, what? And I was like, hang on a second, MJ. And I start talking to the guy that wants the pictures. It, And he starts telling me about why I took a picture of that and why it's important to the city. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'm like, all right, MJ, where were we? And we picked up the conversation again. And I was like, what the? F-? I was like, that felt so organic it felt so real it didn't feel like awkward it didn't feel clumsy the game didn't like freak out like hey whoa you were talking to mj what are you taking pictures for why'd you do that like it all just wrapped together when the guy said did you get a nice picture spider-man 
I like turned around like, what? The man just saw me. He's talking to me. I just did it. And he's and he's like, you know, and then I was standing in front of something trying to figure out how to interact with it. And these people were like, well, should we talk to him? He's right there. I mean, should we? And they're like having a conversation about whether or not they should talk to me. And I was like, they put a lot of love into this game. You know, they really did like little touches like that. Like that's what it would feel like to be Spider-Man. You're just standing around on a street corner and you know, they're talking about you. They're like, yeah, uh, maybe we should go up and talk to him. You know, maybe we should ask him what it's like to be (laughs) Spider-Man. Restarting conversations after you have to leave the call is pretty amazing. It felt so, I don't know. It just felt natural. It didn't feel, it didn't feel like I was playing a video game. It felt like, that's exactly how that would have gone down. You know, hop back on the phone with MJ. Sorry I'm late. I assume the answer to the title is no, Baldur's Gate 3 still exists. Yeah, but I, I, I basically say that in the show open. Those picture quests are annoying because the leniency of finding the right location can be inconsistent. I had the same issue with the sound wave scans in Miles Morales. Wait, so you're saying, are there going to be some that annoy me, Legend? Is that what you're saying? Because, yeah, I mean, I, I I did not like them in the first game. I was like, gee, Minnie, come on, just let me take this stupid picture. And I feel like this time it's been it's been significantly easier and better. I'm not saying they're amazing. What I'm saying is is that the open world activities are quick. They're efficient. I'm learning about things in New York City. Like I feel like. They use those missions as an opportunity. So, uh, no spoilers. The orange crystal ones, okay? It reminded me of, I believe it was Batman Arkham City. You would find the recordings, or you would call, was it? No, you would answer the phone, and you would talk to the guy who had all the scars on his body. What was his name? And he liked to carve people up with knives, like real twisted guy. And I thought he didn't get enough attention. The guy that did the voice acting for that character in particular in Batman Arkham City didn't get enough attention because it adds this whole story. You don't fight him. You don't do anything. You don't go and like, and and you don't lock him up. You, you don't. Zaz was that his name? Zaz. I wanted to say Chaz, and I knew that was wrong. I was like, they do not have a villain named Chaz. You know, tis I, Chaz, Zaz. The the voice actor for Zaz, absolutely just chilling and creepy and just excellent, excellently done. And I remember that in Arkham City, being like, there's this whole story inside of Arkham City that if you ignore those phone calls from Zaz, you will never know about any of that stuff. And I feel like the Orange Crystal missions in Spider-Man 2, I'm keeping it generic as to not spoil, I'm learning about a character, I'm like, this is dope. And the story is like, is it's like this other story baked in. I'm not going and doing anything with the guy, right? He's he's you know he's not uh he's not he's not out there doing stuff. He's in a position where you're just learning about him. Kel Swiss with nine months in a VIP. Spider-Man Two feels like a true sequel. Almost every aspect has been improved from the first game. Please finish side quest storylines. They're amazing. Perry timing 
is a little weird though so okay is parry timing just as soon as it turns red because I feel like other games you gotta like hit it at the last second and I I feel like in Spider-Man it's just as soon as it turns red you just go you just hit the parry button because I feel like I've gotten a couple of parries by accident like I almost like bump the button because I'm trying to I'm getting ready to do um you know how you hold down L1 and then you press a button there have been times where I've parried by accident because like I'm going to hit that button to then go do one of my abilities I'm like oh I just parried sick cool I think it's literally just once it turns red and I think that might be what's throwing people off is every enemy's got a different attack whatever it is they're doing and if you're trying to like wait right before it hits you're you're probably going to get hit it's literally it's just like the perfect dodge as soon as it's red hit it it's like anybody that's shooting at me as soon as I literally wait for it to get red on purpose I'm like red hit and you put web in their eye so if someone's going to take a swing at you as soon as it as soon as it turns red just hit it and you'll and you'll parry and it feels really really good it it's it's crunchy the sound design's fantastic I think that I think my I'm enjoying playing as Miles more I feel like the cinematic stuff he gets to do his finishers his the like the orange electricity you know and the and the and the and the sound for his stuff there's just something awesome about it Spider-Man's awesome too but I almost feel like they did it on purpose they're like Spidey's going to be great Miles is going to be a little bit better and then you're going to get symbiote powers and you're going to be like okay this is sick the parry system on Spider-Man 2 is easier than old Assassin's Creed system after the third time pausing the game causes Spider-Man 2 to freeze and never move forward anymore and swing around New York my PS5 crashes second time turns off that turn uh, that turns me off of Spider-Man 2 I've, I've, I've not heard people saying they're having that experience that are you sure you're have you maybe take your PlayStation apart and blow it out? Is it overheating? Like shutting your PlayStation off? I feel like every time a game comes out, we get these my PlayStation 5 shuts off stories, and I'm always like, Do you own a dog? Is the PlayStation on the ground? You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not seeing widespread or even claims anywhere of it shutting off. I'm seeing people saying they're getting like bugs and glitches. I had one last night where my only complaint is I didn't get to keep my cowboy hat. Thank you so much for 17 months in a VIP gold. Kyle Javier says when I got the uh, Boracua suit, that was great. Um, I got a glitch last night where I it was in a room where there was like hot molten stuff down below and I fell down there and Spidey automatically like like he, he goes he tries to go up to get out like it doesn't like let you fall in like you know Terminator you know you like fall down and your thumb goes up and uh, so it automatically like he does the webbing to get out of it well I I had I had tried to do it on my own and I ended up underneath of the platform we were on and so Spidey just kept as soon as he got within reach of the the hot molten you know metal or lava or whatever he would just web back up so it was just 
went back up into the into the platform and so I just got stuck underneath the platform I literally ended up on some pipes and I was like I couldn't move and I was like okay that's my first genuine glitch like the audio glitch fixed itself just as soon as I went through a cinematic it was like back to normal but I was like okay and I just went and reloaded the checkpoint now that was obviously not like a bug or a glitch it was like Spidey's doing that to not you're just supposed to come right back up out, out of the lava. I just kind of panicked and ended up swinging underneath. And so then Spidey didn't know what to do. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't like, you know, X button my way out. Like, grab and pull my way out. Anytime I hit X, he would just go, he would just try to grab the, the space above me. It's not just me. Spencer had it happen too. My PS5 is completely clean. Spider-Man 2 did that to my PS5 too. I've never had that issue before. It turned off my PS5 mid-game. Xbox Showcase coming this week. But it won't have news on Activision. That's fine. That's They're, they're going to do... They'll do a whole thing early next year for all the Activision onboarding. They're, they're not going to talk about that. I don't think they're going to talk about that this year. I had to reset a couple of checkpoints from the game freezing. Basically, I had three issues in my 31-hour run. That's not terrible. It is surprising to see freezing and bugs or crashes from Insomniac. It is. That's... They're not... Spider-Man 1, Miles Morales, and Ratchet and Clank. I never had a single issue with any of those games. Michael Silva with 14 months and a member plus. Appreciate everything you do. Keep me entertained while I'm at work. Eugene says, if your hardware is turning off, something isn't right with your hardware. It's like, it's, do you have it in a properly ventilated area? Do you have it like in an entertainment system with the door closed? Like, it sounds like they're getting too hot. Starfield turned off my Xbox yesterday. A hardware, a game crashing is a software issue, okay? Your hardware shutting off is like nine times out of ten. That's a heat issue, the system is protecting itself. It's like too hot. Like there's a little indicator in the in the there's a little indicator inside. It's like a kill switch, sort of. It's like, yep, too hot. And it just shuts itself off. Computers do it and consoles do it. So I I don't I don't know what to say. If you're like, nah, dude, mine's clean. Mine's mine's slick as a whistle. Is it in a properly ventilated area? Would be my next question, right? You got this thing sitting on a shelf in the sunlight? Like, I don't know. Because just shutting off is not... The software can crash. I've had crashes of PlayStation 5 games. I have. It's extremely rare, but it happens. It's just like, blink, and you're like, what? And it's like, do you want to send a report? It's like, no, I don't want to send a report. I want to go back in. Skatenator with a gifted member and takes it to 12. We're three singles away from a nice 10-bomb dunker. Thank you so much, Skatenator. Appreciate you. Mine crashed like three or five times during a 32-hour playthrough. Yeah, I'm 10 hours in, and I haven't had a crash yet. Judging by what you guys are saying, I'm due a crash. Like, one crash every 10 hours is what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm due one. Every game, no matter what, has bugs. Is why developers still release patches after launch. Bugs are about frequency and repeatability. How frequently you get the bug and how repeatable. Well, I did see... Um, I did see one person indicated that a lot of the bugs they were seeing was in one of the story quests and people were like, is the game on rails? I'm not allowed to explore. And it's like, 
No. In some of the introductory quests in games like this, it's very, very much, hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know if your name is in chat. I don't know if I can say your name. Your name starts with an R. That might be what you go by in chat. Some of you guys go by like your actual names in chat, but I don't want to, I don't want to shout that out. Thank you so much for ordering some coffee. Um, but somebody was pointing out, they were like, in some of these earlier missions, you can't just like go exploring. You're meant to just do the mission. Like, they do an opening fight mission in the city, and it's not time to, like, go browse New York. You're supposed to just go do the mission. And people are basically bug hunting. They're like, well, I'm going to find a bug and make Spider-Man, like, glitch out and look crazy so I can, you know, farm engagement on Twitter and be like, look how bad this game is. People are going outside the bike mission boundaries to trigger weird glitches is psychotic behavior right like you're intentionally doing something that's divergent and degenerate you're like i know that you're basically like just supposed to ride this bike and listen to the dialogue well i'm gonna go over here and like push up against this fence and then my bike's gonna get stuck and everybody's gonna be glitching and freaking out like look at this buggy mess of a game and it's like you're an idiot like what are you doing like bug hunting is i just i don't know like i said it's just divergent degenerate behavior it's like you you spent money on a game you have the system and you spent money on a game and you're like i tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna intentionally break it and then try to portray it as a broken buggy game on Twitter. Like I that's just super freaking weird to me. It you know, people are using photo mode to move people around and cause clipping. <laughs> I just It's just weird, bro. It's just weird, man. I don't get it at all. I really don't. It's if a game is good enough regardless of if my console crashes, I'm going to reboot and get back to it. Um Border Rock released a video with guys using photo mode to create fake bugs. That's just... They're using photo mode to clip characters into other characters. (laughs) (laughs) What a circus. What a circus. Listen, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. If you are a fan of Xbox, like a big fan, and you're looking for people to follow on Twitter, and you're looking for podcasts, I genuinely feel sorry for you, because (laughs) you don't have a great list. You just don't. You're like, if you're like, I really like Xbox and I'm just looking for a really good podcast or YouTuber. I'm just looking for some good people to follow on Twitter. You're going to get people (laughs) using photo mode in (laughs) Spider-Man to fake glitches in a PlayStation game. Woo. I feel bad for you, man. I really do. Like, where are you going to (laughs) go? Oh, golly. Why are they doing that? <laughs> because because the game's crushing it. Listen, it's like in sports, okay? 
Have you ever listened to like sports analysis and you're like, they're being so critical of this guy and he's like the all-star, he's like the MVP, okay? If you've ever watched sports analysis when like whoever the Michael Jordan of that sport is, if they have like an off night or an off game, that's all they talk about. I just don't know, man. Where was his head at? What was he doing? What, look at this play. Like, this is just, this is not what we expect to see from this guy, right? Like, that's what this feels like. It's like over-scrutinous behavior of one of PlayStation's all-star players. It's like, we all know Insomniac is, like, they're respected in the gaming world. They're respected in the dev world. People look at them and are like, they're freaking games. I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't know what they're doing with that engine. I don't know how they're doing this stuff. And people are like, oh, I'm going to use photo mode and fake glitches. Like, what the frick is wrong with you? <laughs> what are you doing? And it's just weird, bro. He probably just had a bad breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you know, did he get food poisoning from the hotel? Like, what happened? <laughs> oh, my gosh. 2023, where we just hate... We hate buy and hate play games. Yeah, I can't imagine hate playing a game. I can't. Like, I've played some bad games for, like, a laugh for you guys. Like, we have some things we joke about. Like, what was that game with Jerry in it? Jerry, my Jerry. What game was that? I forget the name of that game. It was, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a famous thing. It's named after something famous. Oh, Shoot, Sven, what's that game? You probably platinumed it. Uh, what's that game? <laughs> Sven catching strays. What's that game? What was it called? Uh, Pascal's Wager. Pascal's Wager. I remembered it. I knew it was something, like, famous. Yeah, I said it before Abe typed it. I did. I'll play a bad game for some laughs, but dude... Uh, or like the werewolf game but I can only tolerate so much like I get to a certain point and I'm like yeah I can't I can't go any further I'm done I'm I'm out <laughs> I'm out so I can't get to a headspace where I understand hate buying and hate playing a game that's just uh that's that's a that's a head scratcher. <laughs> that's a head scratcher. Especially this year. You're we're drowning in games. I don't even have time, right? I had to make time to beat Jedi Survivor. I had to make time to beat Phantom Liberty cuz I'm literally that guy. It's like I work all week long. I got a wife and two kids. Like video games is not a priority. I just can't give it a, a, a top priority. I can't. But I kept telling my wife, I was like, I can't not play these games. I need to be able to play them and talk about them. So I got to carve out some time, you know. So we've made some, uh, we've 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 made some time, and I just can't imagine making time to hate play a game or to hate buy a game. Yeah, the Coney Island part's amazing. It really is. I wish I would have taken my time with it. I'm in a teeny bit of a hurry. Right? Because there's a lot of things you can do there that are totally optional, and I wish I would have done that. I would encourage people to do that. It's fun. It's fun. <clears throat> it was named after Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah, it's about him. <laughs> it's about him going to a casino and making a wager and losing all of his money. 
Facts, I can't imagine how messed up in the head you have to be to hate play a game to make the game seem buggy. It's just like people who buy a console and destroy it to say they had system failure. What do you mean they destroyed? I've not seen anybody doing that. What wasn't there somebody that faked? Wasn't there somebody that got caught faking like smoke coming out of their Xbox or something? <laughs> what are you doing? Come on. What are you doing? How much do you want to bet they hate play PlayStation games more than they love play? Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't want to make it about that. I don't want to make it about that. I just wanted to say, I, like, I, I was busy all weekend. We were doing, like, the zoo and, like, Halloween stuff with my niece because she's, she's at an age where everything she does and says is cute. And you got to really cash in because in about a year it's not that anymore it's no and stamping of feet right it's it's already happening a little bit but generally everything she does is adorable so i was very busy all weekend i was very busy all weekend but i i I poked my head in on twitter a couple times i'm like what the frick is going on i was like bugs cube you can turn miles into a cube right yeah there's the animated gif yeah they were blowing their vape into it (laughs) stupid how long do you think it'll take them to patch the Cuban flag? I always wonder how something like that happens. You don't have Google? You don't have Google? You're not like, you know what? Let's just make sure there's a lot of flags with red, white, and blue and stars. I mean, there's a lot, and we don't want to get this wrong, right? You, you accidentally put, you're like, here's the Cuban flag. And it's like, that's when we only had like 13 colonies. What the frick are you doing? That's not even the right flag. There's a lot of flags that have used red, white, and blue and, and stars. It's like, you can't go to Google and be like, Cuban flag. Oh, we got it. With the colors are back. Flip it around. Yeah. If we, oh my gosh. They got it right on his suit. They got it right on his suit. Like, you can get... That's what I'm sporting right now. I am I am the furthest thing from Puerto Rican that you can be. And I'm like, this is hot. This is hot. I'm leaving this on for a while. I like this. I had, like, the jet black, shiny red one. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm putting this on. How'd they get it right for the suit, but not for the flag in the house? There's, like, a screenshot of, like... he's what is it his mom's house? I think, well, I, I think he still lives there. He's like walking through the house and there's a Cuban flag on the wall and the colors are wrong. Yo, thank you for the 10 spot Ragnarok. I feel a lot of people don't get how much it takes to keep bugs out. 0.01% of players don't sound like a lot, but 20 million copies and that's 200,000 people getting that bug. Right. Right. I mean... So there is a Microsoft showcase this week, an Xbox showcase this week featuring new footage from third-party titles. Looks like Alan Wake 2 will be there. Okay. Okay. Ohio Math. Cuban flag. Yeah, here. Okay. Just for reference. Just for reference, so everybody knows what we're talking about. It's an ex- like it's it's an extremely very minimalistic and simple flag as as i think some of the best flags are right it, it doesn't have a bunch of 
you know, it doesn't have like an animal on it or like little words. And you're like, what's that say? You're like, I don't know. It's Latin. I have no idea what it says. No, this is very straightforward flag, right? It's very nice flag. Okay. Now people have made the joke that Captain America's outfit, if you ever look at his outfit, it basically looks like that. So it looks like, it looks like, you know, Captain, you know, you're going to call him Captain Cubano or something. Anyway, they have it backwards in the game. That 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 triangle in the game on the wall is blue and the stripes are red. So they flip the colors, which doesn't make any sense at all because there's a My- Miles Morales gets a suit as like a gift. Um this is not a major spoiler. Uh hang on. He gets a suit. Has nobody taken a picture of it yet? Oh, this one's blurry. This one's blurry. I got pictures last night because I was like, mm, this is kind of... Wait, wait. I think I took pictures. Uh, Let me show you. Add image. Okay. Browse. Let me go to video. No, that's the wrong videos. Let me go to videos. Yep, here it is. There it is. Look at that. Look at that, bro. That's freaking sick. I took that screenshot last night. I took that shot last night, bro. Just standing in the street, looking like a dadgum superhero. Just looking awesome. And so they got it right on his suit, but I don't know. They, they messed it up in the game. So they're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. I don't know how you mess it up. <clears throat> There's all, they're, they're all blurry. <laughs> yeah, everybody's tweeting the images out. I tagged you in some pics. Suits fire. So if the Xbox showcase is going to be about third-party titles, are we going to hear the same bashing from Xbox fans they did when the PlayStation showcase had mostly third-party games? I think it's totally fine to have a third-party showcase. Right? Uh, my line work is hilariously bad, but I think bring it home. Yeah, that's actually going to be pretty easy to fix. To be honest, Creature, I actually think that might work better because it's going to look good zoom like slim slim down like when you zoom down or whatever looks great i tagged in some of my picks i remember them ripping sony for the third party showcase well to be fair i found the playstation showcase disappointing leaning so much on third party because they hadn't done one if you do a showcase or a state of play, if you're doing like regular showcases, I don't have any problem with every once in a while like heavily leaning on third party. The reason the PlayStation Showcase was criticized by me and anybody that was hoping for a big banger was it was like, y'all didn't do one last year. And you got guys like Jeff Grubb out here saying, this is going to be phase two. Nobody was ready last year. Everybody's ready now. And we're like, okay, sweet. And it was like, Here's a bunch of cinematic trailers that don't communicate anything. Fair Games, Concord, and Marathon. And then a bunch of third party. 
So you have to look at the PlayStation Showcase in context. That's why it was, I think, justifiably like criticized. Like, what the frick is this? You guys didn't even do one last year. What's Sucker Punch doing? What's Naughty Dog doing? What's anybody doing? We don't know. Like, I'm adjusting my expectations. I don't think companies are going to start doing that anymore. They're not going to be like, yeah, here's everything coming out in the next five years because they don't have to. I think PlayStation is going to keep their cards close to their chest. That's just what I expect now. So no, I don't think it's fair if suddenly Xbox does a showcase with a bunch of third party and being like, yeah, well, everybody got really angry at PlayStation. It's like, yeah, because PlayStation literally skipped their showcase in 2022. This was supposed to be like a big banger showcase and it kind of wasn't and you want to know why because they didn't need to they crushed it in june with revenue they knew spidey was going to cement their year as being another great growth year for them and so they were like yeah we can just delay stuff and we don't have to tell you anything and they don't have to most of the people that watch the showcases aren't like us they're like they saw those third party games they don't know what the difference is between a third party and a first party game the playstation is like naturally I think just leading into we're in the lead we have more customers our growth projections are fantastic we don't have to tell you anything because 90% of the people that are going to watch this showcase don't give a frick about this stuff that you guys care about they just don't they don't care Uh, a two spot from treble which perf mode are you on yeah when I do it in my living room I do performance with the 120 I don't know do I have to lower it to fidelity to get the 40 because I turned on the 120, but I left it on performance mode, and I thought it looked great, and I was like, I don't want to mess with it, it's running fine, and I'm just trying to get a gaming session, and I'm not trying to mess with settings. So, that's just a picture of Lono when he's sober. <laughs> yeah, my doppelganger, it does kind of look like me a little bit. Uh, two spot from Jalen Hurts Cannon, no way Tears of the Kingdom loses, it has the most 10 out of 10s by far, that doesn't mean it's going to win. I don't need to look it up. I'm telling you right now, Baldur's Gate 3 wins this year. First time ever doing a super chat. John Rodriguez, what is Sony's AAA game next year? We don't know. We don't know. Helldivers 2 and Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth are coming out in the first quarter. That's all we know right now. We, we don't know what AAA games are coming from Xbox. Everybody keeps saying um, Hellblade 2 and Avowed. Well, Xbox hasn't said that. Now, we've extrapolated that from Phil Spencer's comments in an interview, but we don't have a roadmap for what they're doing. Nintendo has um, the Mario Donkey Kong game and the Peach game. They have those two games in the first quarter. And... Yeah, I like, and then PlayStation has uh, Helldivers and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, so we don't know a lot that's that's coming next year. I have said multiple times, I don't think PlayStation says a freaking word to us about 2024 until there's some distance past Spider-Man, because they know Spider-Man clinches this year for them with respect to revenue and demand for the PlayStation, so they don't want to disrupt that messaging at all. It's Spidey, 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 Spidey. Until the wheels fall off, they're going to ride Spidey. Like, they will absolutely not go off messaging until they feel like, okay, we've gotten the bulk of what we're going to get out of Spidey in its launch month. Now we can tell them about next year. Or now we can tell them about the next six months. That's That's been my prediction for a while. It's like, 
they are going to move into what I'm referring to as episodic marketing, right? They're not going to be like, hey, um, yeah, here's a trailer for a game. And you're like, when's it coming? And they're like, we don't know. Like, I think those days are gone. Like, what they did with Fair Games and Concord and Marathon, I'll be honest, I don't even care about that. I don't, I don't care to see that. It doesn't do anything for me. Oh, cool, you're making a game. I have no idea what the game is or when it's coming or what gameplay looks like. Cool. Just hold up a piece of paper and play some music at that point. It's meaningless. This is my preference, but I feel like you're wasting airtime. I, I feel like the Fair Games trailer and the Concord trailer and the Marathon trailer is just wasted airtime. No gameplay, no release window, get out of my face. I don't care. This is not E3 from five years ago where you've got to say everything at once because that's the only time you get everybody's attention. We, we don't need to do that anymore. It's so dumb. I'll be honest. There were elements of Xbox to showcase that did that, and I was like, I don't what I, we don't know when that's coming. I don't know if that was gameplay. Th- that's pointless. I'm consistent. I don't care who it is, PlayStation, Nintendo, or Xbox. Don't talk to me if you don't have gameplay to showcase and a release window. At the very least, that release window should be within the next year. It, like a CGI trailer swooping over some landscape, and they're like 2026. Oh, screw off. I don't care about that. That doesn't do anything for me. Now, if you're trying to get talent and you're trying to hire developers and that's why you're announcing, okay, but it's called a showcase. The root word being show. You have to show me something. And a trailer with like the title of the game is not you're not showing me gameplay. Tell that to Ninja Theory. They showed gameplay. A bunch of people who were like really, really big Xbox fans, allegedly. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> okay. A lot of people who allegedly are like really big Xbox fans or Hellblade fans, they really kind of self-reported. Because I was like, that's a lot of the gameplay in Hellblade. Did you play the first Hellblade? I don't think you did. Because what they showed at the Xbox showcase, I was like, that's gameplay in Hellblade some of the times. You walk into a room, you experience audio in, like, audio emulated psychosis, it's graphically strong and gripping, and you're like, holy crap. Like, that was gameplay of Hellblade 2. Was it the best gameplay to show? No, it wasn't. Because you can't tell if it's gameplay or not. You think, is that a cinematic? What is that? What's going on? That's how that game plays out. Senna will, like, walk up to a spot, and all of a sudden the camera's, like, spinning around her, and she's having this crazy, impactful experience. I was gripped by that trailer as soon as it started. I was like, oh my gosh. Because I... I love Hellblade. So, and they already showed that huge gameplay showcase a while ago, and one of their guys, their audio design guy, said that was raw and in-engine. I don't believe it, but that's what he said. Oh, that needs to be shown? I don't disagree. <clears throat> New spot from Richard Rodriguez. 
Oh, Richard, yeah, you ordered some coffee. I couldn't remember if you had your real name in chat. Thank you, Richard Rodriguez, for ordering some coffee. Concord's 2024, the CGI trailer said so. Well, there you go. Single gifted member from Brightside, thank you so much. Taking us to 13 members on the day. Let's get two more singles, man. Bait the big boys. Bait them to drop a 10 bomb. You guys can get a community game night if we can get to 2750. You're currently at 2,300 members. You did hit 2,500, though. You did secure that. Any info on Phantom Blade Zero? They just did an interview about it, I believe. We didn't cover it, but they just did an interview. Do you feel slighted? Connie Booth is no longer with PlayStation? I don't know who that is. Tears of the Kingdom has way more critical acclaim. It just got dragged down by the few contrarians that gave it a 60. Baldur's Gate 3 got more 90s, but far less 100s. It lost by like 30. This isn't close. I really think you should consider a username switch. I really do. So that everybody knows what you think. Like, you have literally been campaigning for Tears of the Kingdom for an hour and 30 minutes. Like, let it go, bro. Let it go. Baldur's Gate 3 is winning. It's, it's it's winning. It's over. It it's it, I'm telling you, and you're gonna you're, listen. This this here's the thing, folks like you won't accept it when it happens. You'll claim you'll claim media bias. Brightside with another single gifted member takes it to 14. There it is. Slow walk this to 15. If you can't tantalize any of the big boys in chat. Yeah, I don't believe that the Hellblade 2 stuff was real gameplay. The most recent thing, I think, was. But the really lengthy thing where they go in the cave and they're, like, throwing spears? No. I don't buy that for a minute. There's no... It doesn't look... it. I just don't. We've been here before. We have been here before with Unreal Engine especially being used to showcase something that's, like, something looks off. Something doesn't look quite right. This doesn't look like raw gameplay. So. Your prediction's not backed by facts, though? No, I'm not getting into an argument with you because I can tell it would be a waste of time. So I'm just I'm just reading what you're saying and telling you, now nah, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win. Rock and Robin sets it up. There it is. That's the layup. Thank you so much, Rock and Robin. 15 out of 25. What an easy score. Thank you so much, Rock and Robin. A 10 bomb would bring us home. Baldur's Gate 3 is on a different level. I can tell who hasn't played it because you can't play it and disagree with that take. You can declare it's not your bag, but it is something really special. Oh no, did you know Hellblade was the first game Microsoft showed? I'm not sure what you mean. I feel like Team Ninja is Xbox's insomniac in terms of talent. I think the biggest dilemma facing Ninja Theory is they're slow. I just think they're slow. I they're I don't think they have the bandwidth. Insomniac is bizarrely fast. Yo, Heavy Metal Mama with 13 months. I don't see Marathon being anything special. Anyway, much love, Lano. <laughs> Thank you so much, Heavy Metal Mama. No, I have not completed Spider-Man 2 already. 
I tried to play it as much as I could over the weekend. I had I had my sister in law and her niece was staying with us, so it was it was difficult to pull to pull away and play. Episodic alien horror first person game, Cordosis. No, I've not seen that game yet. Mm-mm. I beat both games and Tears of the Kingdom was superior. That's great, man. We are we are so happy that you played two of the greatest games to come out this year. And one of them did such a number on you that you're in a stream about Spider-Man and you haven't let it go. You've given me money to consistently bring up Tears of the Kingdom. We're just, we're all thrilled for you. Seriously. <laughs> I'm excited for the Avatar game that comes out. I, I, I think it'll be fine. That game's probably going to land on like an 80, a solid 80. That's about it. Um, the Game Awards 2019 announcement trailer was in-engine, not in-game. Do the side stuff? I'm trying to do everything in Spider-Man 2. I'm trying to do everything. Hard to argue with someone who claims to be an over-intellectual know-it-all when it comes to games and claiming that this and that game is superior to other games existing popular games today. Wait, are you saying that I'm the over-intellectual know-it-all? Why are you here with a gold badge then? Like, I've done the Baldur's Gate 3 discussion. I've done shows on it. I've done videos on it. I'm not going to dedicate a large portion of today's talk show retreading my argumentation. That's not what today is about. I'm not taking the bait. Oh, you're not referring to me. I was like, gee, many freaking Christmas. I'm not taking the bait. It's like today's about Spider-Man. It's not about Tears of the Kingdom being better than Baldur's Gate 3. Good golly. Do I 100% every game I play? No. No, no, no. Abe with 31 months in the VIP. What game will win game of the year and why is it Tears of the Kingdom? By the way, go birds. Go birds? Baldur's Gate 3 is not for everyone, but neither is Tears of the Kingdom or any other game. So the reason that, that that he's 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 banging on the Tears of the Kingdom drum is because I argued that Spider-Man 2 could win. You could make an argument that Spider-Man 2 could win, but it's not going to. Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win. Baldur's Gate 3 is on a different level. Thank you so much, Super Googly, for another tip. Tears of the Kingdom is mid. Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win. Your line looks very bright today. I, Thrifty, I, you've come in periodically and said those things. I don't know what to tell you, man. The white balance changes when I wear a white shirt or something. I, you said it the other day, and I, I'm not changing anything. I don't, I don't have like a the ability to do that. I think it's just the white balance when I'm wearing a white shirt. Maybe the topic is Baldur's Gate three is way better than Spider Man two. And if you like Spider Man two, then you aren't a real gamer. Did I win? <laughs> uh, Mario Wonder had a shot three gens ago. Oh, I think Mario Wonder's going to be up there. It's definitely going to be up there. Look at the scores. It's doing great. It's do it's doing fantastic. You know? In this year, I don't think you can make a case for Spider-Man 2 winning. I'm saying it could win. It could. It's not going to. Like, whenever you have a front runner in a foot race, right? You got the guy that's just faster than everybody. The guy that you think is likely to go home with the bronze, he could win. He just probably isn't going to. 
you're refusing to make an argument because it would be a waste of time. I think you're refusing to argue because you literally can't make a good argument why Baldur's Gate 3 has more acclaim. No, I've already done so. I've already done so, and I'm losing my patience with you because now you're being disruptive and annoying. We've we've tried to lovingly tell you to shut up, right? Like, I can't tell my kids to shut up because they're kids, and then they'll start saying it. So I've tried to treat you like that. Like, you're, you're obviously very excited about Zelda, and I don't want to upset you and be mean, but it's time to just tell you to shut up and drop it. It has nothing to do with Spider-Man 2. Could it win, right? I've even argued that I think Spider-Man 2 is landing in about third place behind... Tears of the Kingdom in Baldur's Gate 3? Like, like, you don't want to focus on Tears of the Kingdom in Baldur's Gate 3. That's related to the conversation, but that's not the conversation. Like, we've just sort of accepted the premise that Baldur's Gate 3 is the front runner. And because of that, Spidey's not winning. Now, I said in my show open, it would have been amazing if Baldur's Gate 3 was next year. Because the face-off between Zelda and Spidey would have been awesome. I think Zelda still would have walked away with it. Because it's Zelda. And Zelda has a higher score. But, they're both sequels. They both built on an existing map. They both built on existing combat systems. Like, and character movements, animations, and enemies. You know? That would have been a fun face-off. I still think it would have gone to Zelda. Because Zelda just has a higher score. Like, Tears of the Kingdom, like, blew everybody's minds. Like, oh my gosh! You know, and it has, like, this consistent, like, critical acclaim. And Spidey's got an incredible score for an open-world action-adventure superhero game. Like, a 91 is really, really strong for that game. I think games like that in particular struggle to get good scores. I think they do. A five-spot from Ghost... Can you watch the Star Citizen 25-minute deep dive on your stream? Or if not, could you watch on your own time and let us know what you think about it? I am seeing screenshots. Thank you for the $5 Super Chat tip. I am seeing screenshots that are making me think that the campaign in that game is going to be kind of bonkers. But I'll have to, I'll have to check it out on my own time. Um, I'm not going to like just pull that up in the middle of a stream. Um, so... Tears is overrated. 30 FPS, bad frames, bad resolution. Yet it's up for game of the year. Please make it make sense. Well, I've always related it to this. How does how well does Horizon Forbidden West run on a PlayStation 4? How well? It's capped at 30 FPS, is it not? It doesn't have all the pretty cinematic lighting, right? It doesn't have all that. So, it doesn't run that well on what? Weaker, older equipment. We don't judge Horizon Forbidden West against that, do we? So, Tears of the Kingdom is on a mobile console that came out in 2017. So, it's running where it's expected to run. It's like, that's the threshold. Like, nobody was like, well, Horizon Forbidden West shouldn't win because look how bad it runs on the PlayStation 4. And people would say, that's a weaker system. It's an older system. That's old gen equipment. Apply the same logic to Zelda. It's like Zelda's running at as well as it could be expected to run on a 2017 console. <clears throat> Here's of the Kingdom has a better chance in PlayStation with a hollow hub world that's just a movie game. There it is. We needed an intellectually bankrupt platitude today. We hadn't had one yet. Thank you. Appreciate that. Speaking of empty and hollow, what you just said is ironically that. 
I genuinely believe that's why people were elated to find clips of bugs and glitches in Spider-Man 2. Because they're like, we can't just keep saying these games are movie games. Like, it's intellectually bankrupt, right? It's silly to keep saying that. We need something else. And then glitches and bugs rode in on a steed and they were like, thank God. (laughs) Like, We have something else to criticize. It's got a 91 on Metacritic. We needed something. How much you want to bet? Remember the other day when somebody was like, Xbox having a great year. And they mentioned the showcase. Had a great showcase. I'm like, you can't, can you install that and play that on your Xbox? What you mean? This is going to be one more thing in that list. Xbox having a great year. They had a great showcase. Spider-Man 2 had bugs in it. (laughs) (laughs) they're just gonna like accidentally throw that one in right (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) oh it's it's great year it's great year for them man what's problem (laughs) what's problem i don't understand why is everybody laughing oh uh uh (laughs) I'm cracking myself up and I that's that's all that matters to me (laughs) oh man that was funny that was like one of those good laughs they're like I just extended my life expectancy Jalen you've said it three or four times I'm not reading it so you know just take a walk this will be the last thing that I say I'm I'm not reading it right I'm go throw a tantrum somewhere else <laughs> oh golly uh, okay that's all good and let's set this for <clears throat> Yeah, last comment will be spam till it's red. Mm, dismiss. Okay. And then let's switch it. Mm-mm-mm. All right, guys, we are going to be going to a premiere in about 13 minutes. We need 10 more members. We haven't missed this goal since November of last year. Let's slam that home. I will owe you five members. Every 25 members, I gift five back. Uh, I am taking a look at whether or not Diablo 2, Diablo 2, Diablo 4 Season 2, is it worth getting back into it? I know everybody is kind of considering it and is curious, like, when's the time to come back? When are they going to have their, you know, their sort of victory comeback tour? And uh, we're going to be taking a look at that. We will be taking a look at that today. I'll give my reasons as to why I stopped playing, and I will give my reasons as to what exactly led there. P Dub H Town gifts a member. Thank you so much. Now we only need nine more to hit the twenty-five. It's not letting me schedule the redirect. Let me try one more time. Okay, I'm gonna have to refresh my dashboard. Creech says, no, he's not gone. He's going to have to wear it for the Game Awards. Yeah. I don't... (laughs) Oh, my. 
It, it'll it'll be it'll be the same thing that day though. Media bias, you know. This is this is ridiculous. Uh, the urban ninja. I totally butchered that earlier. I, did I call you the the banana ninja? The urban ninja with a five dollar super chat tip. So with two games having similar scores, Zelda and Baldur's Gate three. How do they determine a winner? If you covered it, I missed it. Sorry. You. I think Baldur's Gate three has a leg up because it's far more innovative within its genre it is uh, more ambitious as a crpg uh the player base numbers on steam were completely unseen it kind of came out of nowhere um it's impacting the actual gaming world uh it's making an impact on game development and game philosophy uh something that an amazing zelda sequel isn't doing um, a lot of what Zelda lets you do is innovative, but open world sandbox games that let you like build stuff has been done before. So I think review outlets are going to say, yes, this is basically the front runner until Baldur's Gate 3 came along. That's fundamentally how I view it. When El- Elden Ring impacted the gaming world. It impacted like what people thought about open world exploration. It did. Baldur's Gate 3 had an impact on the gaming world. Like what how do they do that? Like to the point that developers were speaking out. Like you don't don't expect that from us. Don't expect that from us. So when you get to check those boxes, you're like industry impactful. That's you're walking away with the prize, man. No way. You have critical acclaim, you have commercial acclaim, you have consumer response, and then on top of that, you have it making an impact within the development world. That's the end of the discussion. So you super chatted a Cliff's Notes argument out of me. Like I have a whole video on that. Baldur's Gate Three is open world. Did I misspeak? I said El- the way that Elden Ring impacted how we think about open world games. Baldur's Gate Three has impacted the development world. I may have misspoke. I wasn't saying Baldur's Gate Three was an open world game. I related it to Elden Ring. Rob V with a five dollar a five gifted members takes us to 21 he's like come on guys we can't miss this member goal another five bomb will send it home who's gonna do it um yeah if I misspoke that wasn't my intention I I, I in my, my mind and my argumentation was just real quick on it I was like look what Elden Ring did Baldur's Gate 3 has done that it has impacted the development world I, I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say. <clears throat> Too late, Lona, they clipped it. Did I accidentally say Baldur's Gate 3? I don't know if I did. I might have. Best visual design. Oh, Golden Joystick Awards. Viewfinder, Lies of Peace, Street Fighter, Starfield, Hi-Fi Rush, Baldur's Gate 3. Best visual design. Why is Starfield up there? 
even people that like it don't really praise it for its visual design or its graphics. I put my elevator pitch for Baldur's Gate 3 uh, in the Discord. A single gifted from Jay Wright. Thank you so much. We got eight minutes before we go to the premiere about Diablo 4 and if it's a good time to return. Here's my why Baldur's Gate 3 is on another level. Like any RPG, you get quests from NPCs and you interact with NPCs to progress those quests. Well, in Baldur's Gate 3, you can kill any NPC you want. So what happens if you kill an NPC? You need them for the main story? Well, Larian built in back doors. But they also also built in back doors to back doors to back doors. People have tried to break the game by leaving one party member in a certain spot to kill a backup character the second it appears, and Larian has built in another backup. I'm talking seven layers deep. Further, there is content, whole storylines, that maybe 1% of the players are going to find. The game is filled with missable content. The game is the definition of over-delivering. Where do I think Hogwarts falls? I think Hogwarts could maybe fight for, like, a tie, and if there's six noms, it could it could fight to get up there. It's just a really tough year. Sea of Stars is potentially going to be up there. Mario Wonder is going to potentially be up there. Final Fantasy 16 is potentially going to be up there. Starfield could sneak up there. Um, I don't know. Who do you think would win between Elden Ring and Baldur's Gate 3 if they release the same year? I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know. Uh, there's no obvious answer there. Yeah, Resident Evil 4 Remake might be up there. Resident Evil 4 Remake might be up there. People are saying Baldur's Gate 3, Elden Ring. Elden Ring not even close. I don't know. That's a no. That's literally like when Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed both knock each other out. Like I can't see who who gets up. I'm 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 being serious. I don't know. I don't know who would get up from that fight. They're both heavyweights. That's just a that's a fight to the very end. That's I don't know. That's a tough one. All right, in five minutes, we are going to go over to this premiere about is now a good time to come back to Diablo 2. I keep saying it, Diablo 4 Season 2. Make sure that you guys have smashed the like button on this video. We could easily have 400 likes right now. We only need 50 more. We need three more gifted members to hit that goal of 25. I will gift the five members that I owe you in the premiere. I give you guys all the way till the very end. Now's a great time to gift members because it's the more loyal viewership. A lot of the hate watchers have left, uh, decreasing their odds of getting one. So now's a great time to slam home the goal. And we tend to sort of like pile on the gifteds at the end. And that's totally fine. I actually kind of prefer that some days, uh, especially when we're talking about something like this, um, where people are just kind of like hunting for clips. And I think that this discussion about game of the year, I think it's a fun one, but I ultimately think we all kind of know that there's going to be six amazing games up on the podium and Baldur's Gate three is walking away with the prize. Spider-Man 2 proves modern gaming is getting worse and panders to woke journalist demands. (laughs) 
that video title proves that someone is just going for like provocative word soup they're like what can I say to get clicks Lono was talking about Diablo 2. He's so out of touch. There it is. Michael Truesdale lands at home and takes us to 27. I now owe you guys five members. We will do that in the premiere. We'll do that in the premiere. Thank you so, so much. And my gifteds count towards the goal of 27.50 is the, is the goal right now. You guys unlocked Fright Night. And the one after that is 27.50 for Community Game Night. And that is easily that is so doable this week if we if we buckle down. It's funny that people they don't even know that Marvel was woke before woke was even a thing. I don't even understand what on what on earth are they talking about? Spider-Man may have been the wokest character in all of comic book history besides X-Men. Are you a betting man? Yeah, there'll be a member stream today, yes. There'll be a member stream after this Diablo video, and then there'll be a writer's room after that. If you guys have not upgraded to member plus yet, man, the writer's room have been, they've been, it's been, it's been excellent. It's been really fun. Gollum is on a different level, says Donovan. (laughs) Uh, If, I mean, if you're wanting me to bet on what wins game of the year, I have no problem telling you that if Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't win, I'll drop a 50 bomb on chat. I'll drop a 50 gifted member bomb. That's how confident I'm at, I am that Baldur's Gate 3 wins. I just, there, 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 is, there is no way. There, there is literally no way it doesn't win. I just, I can't see it. I can't see it, which is why I'm like, yeah, Spider-Man 2, it's up there. It's amazing, but it's not going to win. I would love a worst game of the year nomination. Like, I would love that. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. Zubair. I know I can say that first name. You're still 50-50 on game of the year? Fifty members, that's a lot of monies. I'm not letting an army of touch people ruin that phrase. It's woke and I love it. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man 2 should win it's getting a Carnage DLC for sure we probably shouldn't talk about stuff like that I mean if that if that's just your guess I didn't even really mean to read that sorry I was going to say I wanted to make a few predictions and I was going to bet membership by bomb for every time I'm wrong hey man you want to do that alright I'm going to put a link in chat guys smash the like button on your way out we only need like 30 more likes on the video to have 400 smash the like button on your way out and then click the link in chat or or uh, you can ride the redirect we're going to go over and see if now's a good time to get back into Diablo 4 and then I'm going to chop it up with members so make sure your membership's active or upgrade to member plus if you want to be part of the writer's room I'm going to give members when we get over there so that's a good reason uh, to hang out I give you guys the maximum opportunity at the end of the stream so I'll see you over there Thank you.